With that, everybody who's on the phone line, welcome, welcome. I know we've got a bunch of people coming in. Um, I didn't come from a family of business owners. I came from a family of college professors, and I came from the world of, well, of academics. Really important here to work on a couple distinctions. I want to just go through a, a little bit and I'm a product developer who specializes in developing products for large volume sales and manufacturing and, and selling to corporate accounts like retailers and Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, etc. So I'm not an attorney, uh, but I do speak around the globe and I speak specifically on products and creating product businesses. I'm here on this call with the context of wanting to serve you and wanting to take the best care possible of you. That means that I'm absolutely committed to answering your questions. I'm going to run through a little bit of content here, and then I'm going to open up the phone line. We have a lot of new people joining the, the uh, radio show and the broadcast. So with that said, um, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to give you a little bit of content, then we'll open up the phone line, we'll take questions, and we'll wrap up around 11.30. So during the call, you know, jot your questions down. super helpful. And your questions actually bring the energy to the call. And you feed me energy when you ask questions. So it's really important, okay? There's going to be some changes coming up in 2017 to what we're doing with these calls. I think it's really exciting, and I want everybody to participate and benefit. The context here is that we want to serve you and move you out of frustration and confusion or indecision into an elevated state inside of your business, particularly around your product. And we want to move you to the idea of new possibility and new action that gives you different results, okay? Once you think as a business owner, you really kind of can't go back to thinking as an employee, and you can't think back to the same um, way and mode that you were in before. The reality is that once we're stretched, we tend to stay stretched, particularly if we keep in the game. So expanding your skill set always changes you in the, into the most expanded business owner that you can possibly be, which is a really good game, right? So with that, um, there's really six keys. And I've, if you're watching the Facebook Live, I see we've got people over there on our Facebook uh, fan page, which is Products to Profits. Um, people are actually watching this as a video feed as well. So you're going to see me look down. I, I care so much about this topic and delivering content and value to you that I've actually made notes, and so they're, you're going to see me look down um, in this. But the context of a business owner is always, and I repeat, always for the most successful businesses about return on investment. Now, how you define return changes, okay? So the context here is return on investment. It's not about cost. It's really actually never about cost. It's about what is the upside? What is the um, benefit that the investment is going to give you, okay? It can be prestige. It can be platform. It could be sales. It can be access to the next bigger deal. But those are all forms of return. And it's 
about that value. So it's never about cost. And to illustrate this, I want to just share a quick story. I was buying a new phone a while ago, and I went into a Verizon store, and the typical employee or the typical um, entry-level business owner goes, how much does that thing cost? They view it as an expense. They view it as something that takes money out of their pocket, and they can't see how it puts money back in. Meanwhile, I'm looking at it, and I went, okay, so it has more bandwidth, a better camera, so the videos that I do for, for our tribe are going to be higher quality, and it's going to be easier for me to read the screen quickly. Okay, so that means I can be more productive. And on top of that, it had more memory, so I was going to be able to record more videos before handing it to the team for them to upload it, etc. So for me, the return on the investment of the $300 was much greater than the $300. So the gentleman selling me the phone was selling to me as an employee, meaning he was talking to me as if I was an employee, and he's talking to me about, you know, how many videos I can do of a soccer game that I don't even have kids that play soccer. So he had to actually slow down and understand what I was going to use the phone for, and the price really was irrelevant it was more about what's the benefit. And then there's the, okay, does the benefit outweigh the cost and the out-of-pocket expense at the, at the moment? But business owners think return on investment. They think longer term than just this week, than just this one deal, okay? So we can come back and talk a little bit more about that because there's some ways that you need to think about what's the client lifetime value uh, when you acquire a client that allows you to invest more at the beginning in something. So not, don't think cost. Think return on investment as a business owner, okay? Return on investment is critical. Um, second key is to break down your goals. So always business owners are thinking, what is the next immediate action to be taken? Who should be doing that action? And what amount of time is it going to take? How do we collect that time? That all comes out of breaking down your goals into actionable steps, okay? The third thing is to play your goals all the way through. By that I mean, this is a time of year where people let up on the ass pedal. They go, oh, you know, I've only got three more weeks. Oh, I've only got two more weeks. Oh, I might as well just hit the reset button now. That's actually training your brain that your goals are all negotiable all the time and that you're not really that committed to them. You have to actually play it through all the way to the end goal of, you know, X dollar figure by such and such date or these sales or this benchmark in the project by such and such date. If the date isn't there, keep playing your behind off. And don't renegotiate prematurely. Don't back down unless the goal is actually disheartening to you, okay? If the goal has gotten disheartening and it's literally physically not attainable, like you, you physically can't have the money move around by such whatever, you know, it's really important to play your tape of your goals all the way through to the end because that's how you know the game's over and you can redeclare cleanly, okay? It's really important. And I know that 
this is challenging. I mean, we have goals that uh, right now from, you know, December 12th, I don't see how we're going to meet them by the end of the year. And what's really cool is that when you actually are aware of the annual goals that you had and you keep them alive, you keep them in the game, you keep pushing it forward, you can have magic happen in the 11th hour of something. And the only way that that shows up is by staying in the game and asking the better question, okay? So the third thing here is to play your goals all the way through to the end of the game. And you have to keep going until time is up or the goal is reached, whichever one comes first. Um, so the, the fourth thing is to create goals and games that cause movement. It's not really about the end result. The magic of having the goal and the magic of keeping it alive is that it causes movement, it causes change, it causes expansion when you're conscious and aware of it. So the way to have the relationship to your goal is you declare the goal, you you play it, and great business owners go, okay, who do we get to be to have that goal happen? And what teams do we need to put in place to have that goal happen? Right? It's really, really important. If you're on the, the Facebook Live, you know, I'm watching the, the comments there. You can you can post as we go. So um, the next one is to choose very wisely where to put time. And this is a tricky one because it goes to this return on investment idea. So You've got to choose very wisely where to put your time because you have, obviously, a finite amount of it. And you want to put it places where it's leveraged, okay? I do these calls because, number one, I love all of you. I love doing this. It's, it's um, energizing for me, which fuels other parts of the business. And also because it's highly leveraged. I can answer a lot of questions in a short period of time to a whole lot of people instead of doing one-on-one -on -one phone calls for every little question um, that are important questions but really could benefit an expanded audience. So that's the reason for these calls. I choose to put my time into this because it's a wise investment in you and in our community and in the connections and the relationships that we have with you. So we're investing into our relationship in this format, right? Now, other time investments that aren't really the best are um, talking to people that don't even have a product. I get phone calls about marketing. They don't even have a product, and but we work with product businesses. So, you know, it's about being courteous, being kind, being loving in that situation, moving them forward, and also staying very much on task for the work that we do for clients. Um, you know, I noticed recently that I was getting a lot of phone calls that were not from uh, people that should be doing business with us. So we actually had to throttle things back, and we did that so that we could use our time wisely as a team to serve our clients. And, you know, it's, it's always a tough decision. So you want to choose very, very wisely where to put your time and Close to that, the next one is be prepared for meetings and be fully present. If you're listening to this call and you're building a product business, 
I would really encourage you to not be multitasking. The most multitasking you should do in a meeting is be taking notes, writing down next actions on a separate list, writing down the, the ideas for, and if you're not getting that kind of value out of the call and out of the meetings that you're in, don't take the call and don't take the meetings. You know, there's, the being prepared is really important for you to get maximum value out of things, right? You know, how would it, it, it's just a really important thing. And this being fully present is one of the hardest things on the planet right now for a lot of people because we're pulled by notifications on phones and notifications on computers and dinging of this and people walking into your office. Being fully present has the experience of the other person being heard. And that is golden in creating relationships, okay? So you, you have to treat your meetings and phone calls as if they're face-to-face -face and the person can see exactly what you're doing, right? There is something elusive that happens in that that actually has different results come out. You know, buyers know if you're fully present and your energy is, is there and you're focused and you're on your game. They know it. So it's really important to manage your state in your meetings and to be fully present. So with that, I'm going to um, go back to this idea of return on investment because it's so important. Return on investment isn't just about dollars coming back in. You know, it's about are you having the experiences that you want to have? Is it moving you towards an intention that you have? And can you see how to link it to the next thing, okay? Or is it an individual island? But it's a matter of being conscious and looking at the goals and looking at what is the most leveraged thing you can do to get you towards the goal, okay? So with that, I'm going to um, set aside my notes here and go over to the phone lines. If you're on the phone line you want to ask a question, you can press star 2. That will raise your hand. And uh, I see we've got some people on the Facebook Live. So Todd, uh, Jeff, I think we had Tony on there. If you want to ask a question, just uh, type it in the chat window. I'll see that. And lastly, if you're on the webcast, there is a – oh, we've got a bunch of people over there. There's a Q&A box over on the webpage. So uh, just type your questions there if you've got them. So the way that a business owner thinks – is they would be looking at this call as a golden opportunity. They would be going, okay, where is my thinking off? How can I create more? Oh, this is somebody who can see goals differently, right? This is the goal I have that I haven't met yet. Let's brainstorm some solutions. So I'm available to do any of that with you, not just to answer your questions. If you want brainstorm, different perspectives, and it also doesn't have to be on this, okay? So with that, I'm going to check our webcast. And our conference line, you can press star 2. That will raise your hand. And then on the Facebook Live, I see we've got a bunch of people popping in and out over there. Just type in the comment box. So, um, okay. Back over to our webcast. All right. There's a question around contracts. And 
um, how to view them as a dynamic business owner. Like, how do you know what the deal is? Okay. Number one, if you don't understand the contract, your attorney will tell you the legalities. They won't necessarily show you business implications. We do a lot of that kind of review for clients. Matter of fact, we're reviewing a licensing agreement at, at uh, 1.30 for a client. So happy to take a look at that for any of you that are clients of ours. Um, the other thing about contracts is you always have to read it all the way through. And I know it sounds boring, and I know it sounds trite, and none of us like to do it, and the legalese may make you want to go to sleep. But it's really important because sometimes there are clauses that contradict other contracts you have. So business owners aren't looking at the one contract. The really great business owners, they're looking at this contract and they're keeping it contextually in the loop of all the other contracts they have going. So if I do this deal, does it affect any other one is one thing you want to look for. And you also want to look for what other deals does it prevent me from doing, okay? Really super important. Um, so there we go. We'll refresh that. Go back over to the conference line and see we've got a question from Massachusetts. Phone number ends in 1942. Hi there. What's your question? Hi. I was just wondering how long does it take, like, actually for a product to um, be, be developed? Like, how long does it the process usually take, or is there a time limit? Um, there is no time limit. We've seen things that if it's a really complex product, can take multiple years to develop. If it's something simpler, it can go really fast. You know, we've seen things that have been developed in as little as three weeks. So it really depends on what the type of product is, okay? And when you say developed, it's also developed to what point because there's developed to the first prototype and then there's developed all the way through to manufacturing. So do you know which one you, you're intending? Neither. Yeah, Neither? I mean, I'm trying to get to the first part, um, but I'm not there yet. Okay. I think this is Sue, am I right? Yes, yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, Sue, it can take different amounts of time based on complexity. For your project, and just so everybody knows, this is um, Sue. She's one of our clients. Um, for your project, it's the engineering pieces that are the biggest deal. Um, for everybody, just to kind of understand a little bit of context, context, Sue's product is a smart product that integrates with phones and cars, and so there's some complexities to it. There's electronics and there's sensors, as well as the physical um, molding of the different parts. So Sue, for your project, um, if you are looking for like, the first working prototype, which I think is what you're, you are right now, um, you know, you're probably looking at something that's kind of um, a collaged piece. That's probably two months for you, two months. for what you're doing, okay. okay? Okay. So for anybody else, depending on your project, your time frame will be different. And I'm actually going to be doing a video on our Facebook page about this exact question of how long is this going to take? And then the next question is how do we shorten the timeline? Right? That's, that's really the powerful question is like, okay, how long would it typically take? And then the inquiry is how long, how can we shorten it? Okay? 
So you're looking at right. about you're looking at a few months, a couple months. Okay. And Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. And then anybody else who's got a question on the phone, you can press star two, raise your hand. We've got seven minutes left. Um, and the webcast. We'll go over to the Q and A. Here we go. Awesome. We're picking up people on the Facebook too, so you can definitely type in questions there. Um, next question, again from the webcast. Um, they were asking me about breaking down goals. So when I mean break down the goal, I mean the question should always be what is the next immediate action? Okay. What can I do the next immediate thing? Not the big, like, oh my, if your goal, for example, like this, one of my goals was to have a thousand people on the list for these calls. And we haven't met that goal yet, right? We have 700 something on it. 710, I think, or 11. Um, so the next thing for us in that goal is, okay, well, here's everything we did. It had certain results. Um, we've added several hundred to people, um, over the course of this year, but for me to meet my ultimate goal of a thousand, we still need to add almost 300 people. So the next immediate action, number one, I sit down and I brainstorm and I go, okay, what are the next actions we could take? Well, we can ask you guys to send the, the reminder around to let people know that these are happening. Um, we'll be doing some Facebook ads and it's always about what's the next immediate action. So, um, we have, okay, we've got some text we're writing that people can send out on our behalf because we've got some referral people that want to send people, okay? Next immediate action is to sit down and write that little two-paragraph blurb and to create a Facebook ad, okay? So you can accelerate your time frames, and that's really the trick that we're in, is not always just elevate the goal, but shorten the amount of time, Okay? So when you're breaking down your goal, you want to shorten the amount of time that your goals take you. So you could say it's an annual goal, but you've got checkpoints and things, and you're always shortening the time for yourself because that's actually where you're going to get the most momentum. Does that make sense? hope that does, Tony. Um, so there we go. I'm going to refresh our webcast. <laughs> Type things in the Q&A box there. Star 2 if you're on the phone line. And we've got a lot of people on the Facebook Live, so hello there. Um, let's see. Okay. So uh, James is asking from the Facebook Live, if I had to pick one item on the list of five, which one would I pick? As a business owner, if I really want to excel in a lot of areas, I would focus on honing the skill of always thinking return on investment. Not about being cheap, not about what's the cost, I don't have the money for that. It's always about return on investment. Because if you're motivated enough, you find the money, you find the resource, you, you keep going. Return on investment is the thing that will expand you in every area, James, I promise. Um, it will change how you invest in office spaces, what meetings you choose to take, you choose to go to, if you're on a meetup, you know, does that meetup take um, an appropriate amount of time for the return that you're getting, the relationships that you're building out of it? 
return on investment is the biggest possible distinction, okay? Um, so that would be the one that I would urge everybody to focus on, is always be thinking about return on investment. And that can be return on investment of money, return on investment of time, energy, attention, intention. Um, like, what is it giving you to be about that? It'll have that one distinction. You get good at that, you will stop using time in ways that are unproductive because it'll actually bring consciousness to what the heck you're doing, okay? So that's that would be my favorite one. Um, so Todd is asking a question on the Facebook uh, Live as well. Any motivation for small fish working side-by-side side suddenly with the business pros? The top fish. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest piece of motivation is to realize that nobody starts life as a top fish, right? You know, as, as like a top-notch biz pro. Everybody learns. Um, and I think that that's a really important distinction. So if you're comparing your uh, internal conversation and, and what you know is going on in your head and in your energy to somebody's external, like they look like they've got it all together, they look like they have it all happening, you're always going to lose that comparison, right? Because um, it's, it's a no-win situation because you'll judge yourself way harder. So the motivation is this. Everybody learns business. Nobody born, is born knowing how to do it. Um, it is a learnable skill, and um, asking great questions goes a long way. You know, that's actually probably another thing that should have been on this list of things is to learn to ask great questions. Um, you know, I have done deals that have been multi-million dollar deals, and I say that because of the pipeline that creates. It's Sometimes it's been the single deal is multi-million dollar, but other times it's been that the lifetime value of the relationship that got created is worth millions and millions of dollars. Or sometimes it's that um, the next sale is the one that is the, the big-time deal. And those have been for clients, and they've been for us. So I think thinking client lifetime value is another big one. Um, and again, it goes to return on investment. Um, so the, the motivation really is this. Wherever you are in your business is temporary, and it's changeable, and it's movable. You know, it's it's the constant is that there's change. So just it's it's a matter of staying in the game and finding the resources inside yourself to be persistent and to think creatively. And to do that, one of the best things is to get yourself in a community of people, uh, get yourself in a mastermind group with people that are actually up to stuff, not just messing around talking about what they think they want to do and should do and all that stuff. The people who are actually doing things, okay? So, Todd, I hope that helps. Um, if you're on the, the Facebook, just type comments there. I'm going to go back over to our phone lines. You can press star 2 to raise your hand. And let me check our webcast real quick. Refresh that one. Cool. So, let's see. Our next question is from California. Phone number ends in 4085. Hi there. Who's this? And what's your question? Hi. My name is Mike, and um, I just had a question related to your mastermind group. Um, I'm 
as you know, I'm in, in uh, California, actually, in the WeWork network, so hello. We should meet personally. Awesome. Hey. Um, <laughs> on uh, floor two, so I'm very close to you. Um, awesome. But uh, my question is about masterminds. Uh, you know, I, I know how important they are, and I really want to get involved with one. It's just, you know, I guess the what is it, fear of finding, trying to find the right one to be engaged with, um, that's, I guess, my biggest question. How do you find a good mastermind that's related, especially with, with building products um, and building <laughs> products? And, so. Okay, Mike, it is going to come across like you are a plant, okay? <laughs> like, like, you ask this question as a piece of, you know, like a lead-in, and it's not. We're actually probably going to be starting a mastermind group in 2017, specifically for product businesses. So okay. I wasn't going to mention it, but there is that. Now, separate from that, um, you know, and we'll, we'll send out a notice to everybody when we do that and whatever the format is going to be. We'll, we're developing it right now. When cool. you're looking for mastermind partners, it's really important to look at their energy and have it be an energy of collaboration, first and foremost, okay? Um, if you are masterminding with people and they are um, at a more beginner stage than you are or, you know, they're just stepping out of corporate and you need to play with people that are more active, further along in the path that have, you know, kind of been there and done that in something in the business, then it's really exactly. important for you to be to have the honesty with yourself about that, okay? Um, I find mastermind groups by asking people that I respect what groups they would recommend for me or if there is anyone in particular that they're looking at. And, um, you know, you want to look at it like different mastermind groups have different flavors. Like I've been in one for about a year now that has a lot of network marketers in it. And I did that very strategically because, first off, I like some of the information that my friend who leads it is putting out. Secondly, I wanted to learn about how network marketing companies get so many people speaking a consistent message so um, and, and how that dynamic works, right? But I didn't want to become a network marketer. So I just wanted to see that and, and see it from the inside out. Um, look for the pieces of the mastermind that are going to support you the most. Usually it's around accountability, um, brainstorming ideas and solutions, and it's also probably around an energy dynamic. You do not have to be in the same businesses or even the same um, exact type of business. Like for the one that we're envisioning, we'll probably have people from the baby products, houseware products, you know, hardware, etc. But it'll all be physical product people. Other masterminds okay. have people across the board of all different kinds of business categories. And that can be really valuable sometimes because you can see an idea in one that you can apply to yours. Um, mm -hmm. There are masterminds that range from free all the way up to one that I know is $100,000 for the year. Um, you know, Vistage is a great one if you're going to build a, a more of a corporate structure. They're a great group to look at. Um, they have Los Angeles, Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E. They have Los Angeles chapters. Um, there's, there's a whole slew of people right now. This is a really popular time to offer masterminds. Um, there's no one else I know of doing one for products. And that's actually why okay. we're considering to do it. 
If there was one that I knew of that was great for product people, I probably would just refer people there. But mm-hmm. I don't know of any. So okay. I think it's a need. But in the interim, it's... It's in the interim, it's 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 being open to um, just any kind of mastermind where you you see some you know some solid you know, experienced people that you can just get the accountability um, and just somewhere to to talk things out because I can see where it doesn't have to be specific to products but but someone who can hear you and and know that business because a lot of it is just business related um, building a business right now um, now with products there's a distinction. There's some distinctions, Mike, when it comes to product because the way you do the finances is a little different. The way you think about inventory, all that stuff is different than a real estate agent. You know, like they're not going to have the context of it. Um, But if you're looking for marketing, then a marketing mastermind is great. If you're looking for some specific areas of your business to have impact, sometimes you can find a particular group. I actually have two masterminds that I'm in. One has been for 30, it's been going for 30 years. I've been in it for 20, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another group is um, one that, like I said, I've been in a, about a year, maybe two years, um, and I'm not sure we're going to continue with it. Um, there's another one I'm looking at on Wednesday that is um, more about social entrepreneurship, you know, kind of more of the B Corp social impact mission in the world kind of thing. Um, so I have different groups for different intentions. Does that help you? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I can I can tell how important it is to you to have to be a part of it, to, uh, how important they are to your life and business. So. Yeah. And it's something I've heard that, over and over, and it's, it's time to jump in. Yeah. Uh, Anyone that I know that's successful in their company has – a mastermind, a group, has advisors, has people that they've hired into their business that they trust. Um, I don't know any successful business owner that would tell you they did it all on their own and truly mean it and could look you in the eye and say that. I know of zero, and we're playing at, you know, a pretty expanded level, you know. So to me, when the when the doors are closed and everybody's talking behind you know behind closed doors, and they're saying, yeah, you know, I did this, I did that, I worked with this person, I you know, that's um, really important to understand as a context. Okay. Okay. So, and what are your thoughts about uh, mentorship as opposed to, as well? I mean, there are opportunities, there are places you can call like Clarity.io or or .me or something like that, but. <clears throat> there, there are numbers you can call. There's, there are services that you can use to uh, treat as a mentorship. Yeah, SCORE yeah, is, a, is a great one. Um, the Small Business Development Centers, the SBDCs, um, in, the, in Los Angeles area, the VEDC over in Van Nuys, the Valley Economic Development Center. I used to do some speaking for them at their conferences. Great group of people. Um, the SBDC... Small Business Development Center is is a government agency, so you don't have to pay for it. Um, I've seen some businesses have okay results with maybe some marketing consultants that are there, um, but they won't actually work on your project with you, like in your project, okay? Hmm. So it's really important when it comes to mentors and coaches and consultants to understand the distinction on the roles, okay? 
Um, I, I actually did a video on this in the past two weeks. So, um, Jeff, can you make a note for us to send that out to everybody? Um, or, you know what, for anybody who's interested in that, it is on our Facebook page. Look at the videos section of that. And what we're going to be doing with our Facebook Lives is we're going to actually be putting them over on our blog because it's hard to point you directly to one video. Um, I think mentorship is really important. You know, that's basically what a board of advisors is, is a board of people that are mentors for you. Um, mm -hmm. But just be very real about what it is you need. And when you're asking somebody to mentor you, give them what your expectation of that is. Okay? Um, so, and just so you know, the mastermind that we're putting together for product people isn't very far away. It's probably a month, maybe a month and a half from now. So it'll be pretty close, okay? I'll keep an ear open. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. So, you're welcome, Mike. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. Um, and so if you're on the phone line, you have one last question, uh, press star 2 to raise your hand. I'm going to take one more question, then we're going to wrap for today. Um, and there, just for, so everybody knows while I'm doing this, we will not be doing a um, show like this on the 26th of December. Um, day after Christmas, we will be taking that off. But um, it's very likely that during the week between Christmas and New Year's, um, there'll be a special event, and it'll be an online situation. And so watch your email for that. Um, we're formulating it as well. But I think that it's something that uh, is pretty juicy. So with that, um, I see the phone lines. We've got everybody answered there. And Facebook chat looks like it's, like it's done. And I think we handled everything from the webcast, too. With that, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting me make a difference for you and, and helping you and serve you and uh, for spending the time this year to do this. And next year, there will be an up-leveling going on to these shows. Um, there's some new graphics being worked out. There's new content. And we're really going for it. So. If you have gotten benefit from these calls in any capacity, I would really ask you to support them and to support us by going over to Facebook on our company page and leaving a review. Leave a testimony, leave comments, because, you know, we're really playing a big game and swinging out, and we're doing that to model what it looks like for you. So I would really love the support. Um, we are still going for another... Uh, 293 people to join us by the end of the year on these calls. And the only way for that to happen and for people to get that value is for all of us to help and share and um, speak to people's hearts because that's really what we're about is about moving all the creatives that are in our sphere. So with that, I'm going to open up the, the line real quick if anybody wants to say a, a goodbye and Move on to their week. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks, Amy. Thank, Thank you. You're welcome. Are you set? And then in just for the 25. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.